Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of the second ever season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I am your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Hello, Banjo. How are you going? Oh, I'm going pretty well. We do have to apologise to the listeners off the top. Uh, we did prioritise Game of Thrones. We Ooh. make... Uh, we won't apologise, because we make no apologies for it. That is the role that show plays in our life. And look, we're going to move to Sundays from now on, because we've had a bit of feedback... Yeah. This week's obviously important that we watch Game of Thrones first. I make no apologies for that, but we have been pretty bad recently with just report, yeah, look, recording whenever we. I like. went overseas and it yeah. sort of got a bit out of control. We had we to fit in some excuses. We, we had, <laughs> is it an excuse or is it just yeah <laughs> being a shit host? Um, it's a bit of both. Yeah, and look. We're we're going to right the ship, aren't we? That's all we'll say on the matter. So we're on, we're moving on to Sunday. Today. Well, we're we're promising it, and yeah. when it's on the <laughs> we'll Wednesday, when we, it, we do it on a Friday night next week, uh, we'll be sorry again. <laughs> uh, no, no, no producer again. No producer. One gets an excuse. One candidate gets an excuse. He's at work still. Well, I mean, we haven't really accepted that excuse previously. No, we haven't. <laughs> but he's having a rough time. It kind of makes him want to jump off. Off a building at the moment, so we'll forgive him. We'll forgive him. We won't give him too much. Being at work, exactly, exactly. And the other's a lazy bastard who's downstairs playing uh, PlayStation. Yeah, he's we we hate that guy. He's dead to us. He contributed for one week, late. He's he's dead to us. Yeah, no. He doesn't even send in a question. Dead to us. Has he ever sent in a question? No, but I've just realised that if he's not going to produce, he's going to send in questions, and I'm going to start poking him. Yeah, okay. We'll give him some sort of segment or something. Yeah, we'll we'll (laughs) make him work for the amount of airtime he's had for us talking about it. He needs to do some work. Yeah, that's fair. But anyway, let's get to the football. Yep, let's do it. On to everyone's favourite segment. Oh, yeah. Gold jacket, green jacket. Except it's not everyone's favourite segment. If I'll I'll bring up the uh, (laughs) technical difficulties of me being an idiot happened. Can we just say that I I was the one who made the plan this week? Just being nice and prepared. Yes, you're 30 The the running weeks. Yeah, I know. I'm improving. I'm improving. It's exciting. It's almost like you're earning your beer. Gold jacket, green jacket. Uh, For the most part, this is a pretty easy week. Sorry, I need to say off the top that... uh, the title derives from a line in Happy Gilmore, Gold Jacket, Green Jacket, who gives a shit. And we give 3 2 1 votes for the most meaningless games of the round. Just point out, that segment would have worked. Can, so I, can I just flow, get through it once? No, the flow would have worked so much better if you just gone into it. No, no one knows or no one cares why. It Our happens. new listeners would like to know why we're talking about At Gold Jacket. we and get green one jackets, new listener okay? a week. You know that. Just watch Happy Gilmore. Anyway, one vote. No, for the most part, this was quite quite an easy one, I think. The one vote was, was a little bit interesting. I've gone with the Derby, which. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, West Coast defeated Freo by 30 points. Um, Oh, well, you're pointing out Adelaide defeated Melbourne. Yeah, because you got the margin wrong. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> you ran down 70, 70 points. points. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I got mixed up between our two teams, it would seem. Um, but no, do you disagree with me on uh, the Derby being in there? Um, look, off the top of my head, I'd say yes. Um, you've got more than one wrong, you know. Gold Coast didn't defeat Collins by 15 points. You were skyping okay, about the yeah, plan the and 15, how well you did. The 15 points was accurate, though. <laughs> and I think that's the least important part of that. Yes, all right, all right. Um, yeah, looking at it, Gold Coast losing to Collingwood would be the other contender, but given that it was apparently going to decide who got sacked out of those two coaches, oh, it's yeah. a little bit right. There's definitely it? some interest there. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a, that'd um, be one of the more interesting games. And Frio really. are like, just competitive enough to be like pretend interesting, and sort of, so are West Coast, to be honest. Neither of them are particularly relevant to the season. West Coast well, West, might scrape into the yeah, bottom of the eight. they're sitting in the eight now. Yeah, but like... You don't see them doing any damage. No, I get it. I get it. It's, yeah, it's not a good year for the West Australian teams. Yeah, I, I wasn't super happy about putting this in. I mean, firstly, I do like taking the occasion into account, so the derby does matter. Yeah. And it also was somewhat interesting for the fact that Freo probably should have won the game. But they actually... I was about to say you can't lose a game by 30 points and should have won the game, but I made that very same argument last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> twisted this around. But I, I saw bits and pieces of the game, and I had no doubt that Freo were actually like moving the ball a lot better through the middle of the ground, mm. and that it was just, yeah, forward Yeah, every time I like turned my head to watch it, it was Brad Hill missing a shot on the run that he nails nine times out of ten. And the interesting thing, his ball use was brilliant through midfield. Like, he was hitting people on the chest and then it was just, yeah, just they got the yips going. Yeah, well, everyone has a bad day. West Coast just keeps stringing us along. I don't... They're not going to get enough players back to be a 
threat, and I don't think they're good enough either way. So, so we've had one week where we decided to give some uh, lip service to West Coast, and now we're back on to just saying, nah, they're no good. Yeah, but like, look, at least we're talking about them. Um, they do have injuries, <laughs> we'll acknowledge that, but uh, they really need more dynamism through the... Uh, they did they did, have, they did have Kennedy back, but yeah, yeah we, we've said this at length in the past, that, Yeah, we just we just don't think they have the, have the spark. Yeah, exactly. I was about to use that exact same word. We're on the same wavelength. Probably because we've used that word numerous times. Yeah, but well, anyway, let's move on. Yep, two, two votes. votes. Uh, I reckon this is a pretty easy one. Uh, Richmond defeated Brisbane by 31 points. Yeah, pretty easy. The Rising Star came out of it though, Scott. And you know what's special about the Rising Star nominee this week? You went for North as a kid, and that's as close as North's gotten to a Rising Star nomination this year. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Did you really need to put that in? Like, was that really necessary? Yeah, it made you chuckle in exacerbation. <laughs> I, I, re- I really I really dislike you sometimes, Rory. <laughs> I really do. Um, I think most of the talk coming out of this game was uh, Richmond not too impressive. Uh, coming off a really bad week, I've been hearing a lot of, uh, Richmond hit the wall now. Uh, to be fair, or to be honest, actually, I think that is more... If this game had been played after it had a average game or an average win, no one would say that. I think it's everyone's perspective has been clouded by what happened last week. It's a better Brisbane, story to tell. Yeah, but. Brisbane played pretty well at times. Um, they've started moving the ball well, as much as I just made that joke about Witherden. He was excellent, and he, he's mm-hmm. a beautiful kick. Uh, and not like the Matt Suckling beautiful kick where he shanks one every three kicks because he's trying for too much. I do love watching Matt Suckling kick the ball. Like. No, but he <laughs> fucks it up so often. Yeah, he, does. he tries a bit too um, much. But so this kid just moves the ball fluently. He's averaging mm-hmm. 25 touches a game. Yeah. Just coming in. And he, I really, really like the look of him. Um, Harris Andrews was incredible because they were dominated in the midfield and they stood up and at times looked like they were going to threaten Richmond properly. So, I think Brisbane played well and Richmond didn't play well but didn't play poorly either. Yeah. So you're of the opinion Brisbane were actually quite impressive and good, good on Richmond to... To get a reasonably comfortable win in the end. Yeah, not quite good on, but no, it wasn't a bad performance. Yeah, okay. I, I, I just don't think there's any reason to worry too much with Richmond. They, they had one really bad week. You got a five-goal win against Brisbane. Eh, You're moving fine. On. They've been a pretty sort of consistent team all year. So moving on, three votes. Uh, very happy to give it to you. You guys would be right up there if we were doing the running votes. But uh, Port Adelaide defeated North by 70 points. So do those teams we say... So would you be happy to concede the fact that North are the most meaningless team of the year? I, I think you probably would be. No, absolutely <laughs> not. We're far more meaningful than Melbourne. What are you going to do, pretend to be good? For- <laughs> far more meaningful than Melbourne, mate. We're sitting seventh on the ladder. No, look, I do not think we're the most meaningless team of the season. I do have a question, though. Do you consider the uh, coming off-season as part of that, or are you just saying, just restricting it to? Because we're, me- we're more meaningful if you consider what we're going to do in the off-season. No, we're talking about the season okay. of footy. Well, we're, we're not we're talking about the fact that there is a possibility that um, you'll be getting Josh Kelly. No, we're just as meaningful as Frio and Carlton and... All those are relevant teams. I think Carlton have been quite interesting. And I also think that Carlton are going to lose. Frio have been quite Carlton impressive. Carlton are going to win less games, games than they did last year, and everyone's patting them on the back because they want to see a big team. Be Where this come from? You've been you've been liking Carlton. Oh, no, I haven't. Carlton are further away from a premiership than North are, and North started their rebuild a week ago. I'm very impressed that Carlton are as competitive as they are. Carlton's midfield is going to retire in three years and they're going to have oh, to start again. We'll talk about Carlton later. We can have a heap of discussion about Carlton soon. But look, I, I'm a bit worried about Melbourne playing Port Adelaide this week because once again, I think they're really good. Are you home or away? Oh, we're home. So it's okay, very, so you're okay. But you're still fucked, but you're okay. Yeah, all right. How high you know, are you rating Port now? The start, um, I put them in the bottom four at the start of the year. Look, I wanted to be dramatic, and it was them or Collingwood in the bottom four. I made a mistake. You did, you did. You had a 50-50 chance. To be fair. <laughs> and you lost. To be fair, I said about three minutes into the first quarter of their first game that I think I was wrong. So like, I have I have evidence of that. Yeah, I, I, I think they're really um, The backflips really work for me, generally. <laughs> I'll be wrong the first time, but the backflips generally okay. Yeah, but then um, you backflip again. But anyway. <laughs> uh, no, I think they're good. I'm still, like, they've got to start beating good teams like it's not because it won't really change how I rate them but just for their own sort of perspective um, I really want to see them do yeah. well against a proper properly good side I know it's a simplistic way to look about it but I, I feel that them beating West Coast last week in Perth was a moment of them realising we can get a, a really impressive win 
And I think they'll I think they'll be alright from now. I, yeah, but a little bit of that's tied into how I view West Coast. Yeah, I know, but beating them at home is always a good effort. Yeah, I guess, but they'd lost three or four there now. Yeah. Like, it's not the same West Coast. I'm, like, what they do to teams they're better than is phenomenal, and they're the best in the league at doing that at the moment. They're better than Adelaide now, mm-hmm. and like, it shows in their percentage, and it, the percentage, their percentage is probably going to get them into the top four. And so, yeah. like, I'm not calling them flat-track bullies, although I was facetiously for a while. Like, there is... You did try, yeah. I felt like we needed an Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're a good side. I want to see them become a great... I want to see a bit more before yeah. I think I, I can. Side. I just I can picture them playing some real good finals for you. They're one of the few teams happening. I could see actually beating GWS. Yeah. And there's not many I would give that to. Yeah. They're exciting and I like them. Yeah. I do. But let's move on to the good games. <laughs> That's a much better way of putting it than when I say <laughs> the real the, games. The, the, real, the real football. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a massive game. So Kill defeated Essendon by 61 points. A bit of hot. Fuck, you did that wrong again. I don't know. I think I might just put it down in the order that they were the home teams. Essendon facing Kill. I just want, I really, points. really want to point out that's not my fault. <laughs> I know Essendon beat St. Gilda. <laughs> yes. This is the least professional pod we've ever had, and it's because you did the bloody run too. Well, you should you should be taking over yourself, mate. You know you're in charge. You shouldn't be delegating to me. Oh, look. Well, while I'm quite annoyed with you, thank you for those kind words. I'm in charge. We know it's you're in charge. You're, you're prepared to put the effort in, but Essendon defeats St. Gilda by 61 points. Um, I'm not one... Ordinarily to make sort of big comments at the end of a game. Like, I, I'm never one to say, okay, Sets Essendon. The coach. No, that see, no yeah, yes, that kind of thing. I'm thinking like one game where Essendon defeats and Kilda comfortably. I'm not one to say, like, oh, that makes it clear that Essendon are the better side. But having watched this game, I am very happy to say Essendon are a clearly better side than St Kilda. What did you think of the impact of Joe Watson not being in the team I, on their speed? Uh, yeah, that, I was actually wanted to talk about that. I, I think they're probably a better side without him. I think in what that's fascinating. In what they're trying to create, in, mm. in terms of their style of play and how quickly they move it, Watson is not helpful for that at all. And I find that you can a lot of the time when a player is as good as Joe Watson mm. has been, you can find ways to carry them. But I, like, I think that. If they're sort of freakishly athletic and freakishly he, talented, you can put them forward. If if they have sort of the good ball movement, like they're yeah. sort of smart with the way they move the ball, you can put them kind of behind the ball like Hodges done. That sort of role. I don't think Watson's a good enough kick to play back. And he could be a right forward because I can see him a winning a one on one. Yeah, he? I can see him marking. But he doesn't they have They also that. don't have that problem as much as they used to, given that Hooker's playing all right, Stewart's playing all right, and Danaher's second in the Coleman. And I, I think Goddard's largely playing that behind-the-ball sort of yeah. role. And, he, he's, and he's, he's much a better, better at it. He'd be far better at it. So mm-hmm. you can give Watson a go forward, potentially. But I just I think their midfield's better off without him. I really do. It's really interesting. You look at the names in that midfield, and you think that should be a strength. But up until the last few weeks, it's really been what's held them back. If... Not having Watson in the team sort of unlocks that and gives them the more variety and more spread from the contest that they need because when they get on the outside, that's when they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Everyone's... And that's all anyone talks about this and it's how quick they can be. They are actually so quick. <laughs> like, If not having sort of... Like, is Joe Watson acting as an anchor? I think that's the question they've got to answer. I think I, I, if I was in charge, I would try him forward for a little bit, mm. um, see if that works. And I'd, I'd seriously consider not having him in the team. Yeah. That, I, that they, they they played so well on Friday night. That was so good. It, this game was set up two of the quickest teams in the comp on Etihad Stadium, quickest ground on a Friday night. Both teams coming off a good win. It was and just set up. for Essendon it. won the track meet by ten goals. Es- exactly, and it didn't it didn't feel to me like I was watching St Kilda, sort of like not turning up, not really caring about the game. They, I feel like they, they tried, and then Essendon would just kick a couple of quick goals, and they just move it so quickly. St Kilda couldn't stop them. It was it was really really impressive. On the flip side, St Kilda. What what are your thoughts? Is that just bad game? Same the same way we treated the Richmond performance the week before, or well, is it more endemic than that? I, I just don't see any indication that St Kilda, as I've said this before, but they, they are ceiling. exactly the same as they were last year, and I think they're going to go back before they improve again. So I, I wouldn't be too. If I was a St Kilda yeah. supporter, I'd be pretty Rewalt and Montagna are still so important. Yeah, Rewalt this year hasn't been as important. He just hasn't played as well. Yeah. And, and that's probably really hurt them. 
yeah, that is true. So they probably have gotten a bit of development. Um, a guy we'll mention later, Seb Ross, has been a large part of that in their mm-hmm. midfield. But they're still just... They they should have the best key forward line in the league with the amount they've invested into it. But McCartan is sort of a worry just with the concussions, not irrespective of his uh, performance. But mm. like they probably, They've probably got too many without... Any of like their key forwards without any of them being like amazing. Like, and Member is a good player. Bruce is a good player. Both of those have kicked fifty goals in a season, so they're yeah. like they're they're a bit better than a good player, but they're not yeah. they're not someone you can build a forward line around. They need, neither of them play the way you can build a forward line around. Yeah, I agree. They're Bruce all very needs similar. to use athleticism, athleticism and sort of reach to get uncontested marks. Member is quite smart, but not big enough to build around. And like the the key is McCartan. McCartan needs to become an A grade key forward for that forward line to function the way it should. And there are because large Rewalt, question marks. And there, there's unfortunately massive question marks. Yeah. And Rewalt's just not going to be there to do it much longer. Their midfield lacks the depth that it needs. Um, Billings is playing higher and a lot better, but he's not a panacea. They need yeah. like as much as I hate to see it. They need someone like Josh Kelly. They need that extra star. <laughs> And like, oh, he'd make a ridiculously yeah. big difference to them if they got He'd him. make a ridiculously big difference to any team. You'd say, like, sort of the way they set up, you'd say it's very similar to Essendon in many ways. Like they, both, both teams have quality tools, yeah. and they have a lot of really good, small sort of forward of centre. But yeah. then Essendon just have a lot more talent through the middle. Yeah, and or that's, more that's, depth of talent through yeah. the middle. Yeah, and we'll see how it plays out. Essendon, again, I'm interested to see what their ceiling is, but... Mate, I think they're good. You think they're good? Well, we'll, we'll wait no, and see. No, I just, I, if you look at their run, like they've played some unbelievably good games. Yeah, they've played so they well. They lost to Brisbane. They sh- look. That was poor, and it was it was mentally weak. But like they had that game won, and then they stopped playing. Like they just thought we have the game won, and then they almost beat Sydney and Sydney, who are arguably they're, they're, yeah they fair. probably should have beaten them, yeah, and, and they're had... arguably the best team in the comp right now. That's a really really good run of form from Essendon. Yeah. That'll be very interesting to see how it goes going forward because their age profile is quite interesting as well. They've got... I don't know. I'll be, I'm interested to see where the yeah. improvement comes from for the rest of that side. Yeah, I, I think they're a, I think they are a very good side mm. now. I do. True. And they do. Unfortunately. Guys, like, <laughs> yeah, don't get Very unfortunate. Yeah, let's move on. We spent too long on that game. Yeah. Geelong defeated all of them by three points. You got that one right. On the run sheet. <laughs> I think I might have just put them down in the order that they yeah, were. Yeah, home and away. You did. Teams, you yeah. definitely did. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, this game, what are your thoughts? Is Isaac Smith just got the wobbles? Is that what it is? I mean, the interesting thing about Isaac Smith at the end there, like, do you think it was in his head the fact that, you know, he'd missed the shot on goal previously? I not thought or do, you, or do you think it was just, like, he is actually a better kick for goal on the run. And yeah, I think I most think of the time... just would have been like, if I play on quickly, I will beat the clock. And mm-hmm. it, I think most players are better on the run, to be honest. I think Smith especially. Yeah, He's I, the only player I'd say like that I have the knowledge of would be sort of like... I'd back Ben, ben Brown in more on a set shot. Someone like a big gangly key forward who needs a bit of time to settle. Mm. Everyone else, I'd nearly be more confident... By a long way, if they're on the run, yeah, especially from distance. Yeah, yeah. So like, in, like he didn't miss by a lot either. So in no. some in some ways, it's a bit uh, like I can see what he was doing, and he just maybe Alistair Clarkson uh, was telling him to tank. Maybe he wanted uh, the extra better draft pick, even though they don't have it. So I take back. I my don't think, considering they were still on the running for the <laughs> and St Kilda's got their draft pick. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's also a strong point. I take back my comment. I withdraw it. Um, do you think? Are you worried? For Geelong, with like, they only just beat Hawthorne, I doesn't change any opinion. I've never been convinced of Geelong, and I this has probably Why? worried me even more. I mean, they, they Patrick Dangerfield beat Hawthorne. That's like, true. They, with, but there's Hawthorne also sh- the fact that Patrick Dangerfield beats everyone Geelong beats. It's just he played did it forward this time instead of it. Yeah, but the th- this fell more so. And like Hawthorne were the better team for large patches of the day, Do you think which so? isn't good. Yeah, I think they they played better footy for a fair chunk of the day. Um, and then yeah, Geelong sort of stayed in it for just Dangerfield yeah. doing Dangerfield things. And I, I think that's a problem for sure. Scott Selwood, I'm pretty sure didn't play. I 
He was a laid out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I think, is a big deal. Especially no Dangerfield and no Scott Selwood. Their midfield depth is mm. about where they were. Selwood's important because he gives them accountability. Like, you say they rely on... Selwood and Dangerfield. Yeah. Like they'll, they'll both tackle, but yeah. they're not defend they're not gonna run defensively where yeah. Sel- Scott Selwood gives them that. You need to say the Scott. I was doing yeah, the same yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scott Selwood gives them that sort of that accountability in the middle. So he is important. He's weirdly he, important. He's structurally important more so than talent. Yeah. Important. Exactly. But he is important. And so not having two of their he's probably their third or fourth most important midfielder. Duncan is debatable with um mm-hmm. Scott Selwood, but Having two of those guys out of your midfield makes yeah. it a lot, and get, especially given that's Hawthorne's weakness, their midfield. It's so they weren't able to expose them the way I think they would have normally. You think Hawthorne are the worst team to ever play, and they almost beat Geelong. So you'd be seriously worried about Geelong, wouldn't you? You think Hawthorne are horrific? One, when I said that, I said it second worst, <laughs> and two, I was joking. Wait, who and was who was the worst when you Brisbane. said that? Oh, under uh, yeah. No, just Brisbane this year. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, was just, that was the it was one. Also the worst team of all time. Like that. <laughs> that which, which you said? <laughs> the second worst team. Yeah. Okay. Only better than the team below them on the ladder. Yeah, okay. Melbourne under Neil might be <laughs> might be challenging. <laughs> uh, no, they've, they've done well, Hawthorne. I, I don't think they're a very good side. Yeah. But they've, I, they've done well. We had this conversation just before we started and thought we'd table it for when we're actually recording but I think they're going to get worse next year I think they, what they lose is going to be better than what they gain I don't think Amir is going yeah, to be well, yeah the Jager bomb could come good I don't think so <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think can't unlikely. back him in no. and they're going to lose Hodge Burgoyne might go probably not because he's playing so well but he will inevitably start to wane there's plenty of other older guys that I just don't think they're and people People might say guys like Cyril and Birchall haven't played for most of the year, but everyone has that. And to be honest, Birchall's not that important for them at the moment, given what Burton's done. And Cyril is one of three that do a pretty good job up forward and doesn't really impact. Uh, he's a result. He's a, not a cause. He's a like reaction to a team playing well. He doesn't really change your game unless you're playing well. I did I, not word that well. But yeah, I know, I know, I know what you're trying to say. You, you know that I probably rate Cyril higher than you. We've had this discussion yeah, before, which is quite um, impressive. But overall, <laughs> oh yeah, overall, based on what you said, I actually unfortunately agree with you. I don't like agreeing with you, although I probably somewhat do this time because I don't want to awful. Yeah. So I'm a bit, a little bit torn on that. But no, I probably agree with you. They will get worse. But I mean, it's it's good coaching. They yeah, they no, mix things not, around. That's one thing I'll like, never, not deny at all. Alistair Clarkson he's, he's amazing This team should not be this good Even your mate Sicily's playing well In a different position Yeah but he lost the argument So he can get fucked <laughs> I don't care <laughs> Blonde Well it's like they, got, they got Langford and DeRay Sort of playing forward But actually put more accountable uh, Langford amuses me Because he does these like Really flukily good things And then he's terrible He never seems to mean to do His flukily good No he'll well, accidentally like. Bounce the ball over yeah. someone's head <laughs> Yeah exactly Exactly. I still can't believe he's done that twice. Oh, I still think the way they've had yeah, Hodge playing off the back is something which they, hasn't been talked about so mm. much. And I think that's one of the biggest things which has shored them up. Like, they've been playing yeah. a real sort of defensive sort of style since they struggled earlier in the year. And I think just him back there commanding their positions and, rough and head, setting them up from the back up is so important. still not back to the point where you can build the forward line around him. So they don't have anyone you can build a forward line around. So they do have to sort of bullshit their way to goals. Yeah. And we I think their backline will sort of crumble a bit next year under the, without the leadership of Hodge, as you mentioned. Yeah. And Quite they don't possibly. have the firepower to go with anybody in a shootout. Yeah. Except for North, because we don't play defence. Um, anyway, let's move on. Collingwood defeated Gold Coast by 15 <laughs> points. Another wrong one. But anyway... You've already pointed out this one was wrong. <laughs> I know, but I want to remind the listeners how bad you did. Um, yeah, so Rodney gets to keep his job. No, Collingwood... <laughs> Buckley gets to keep his job You ruined me again Buckley gets to keep his job for a week He's going to lose it But for a week we get some I I think it's pretty much a fact now He's going to have it for the year And he's going to lose at the end of the year I don't think there's really much point talking about that anymore I think it's just a fact Is Ede going to have the same situation? I don't feel he's as deserving as Buckley is of getting sacked I still give him a hope to hang around Buckley is the most qualified person to get sacked of all time (laughs) 
That's probably like there's no one who's worked harder to get sacked. Buckley just had to be a mediocre coach to get sacked, and he's no to keep his job. Sorry, and he's gone so above and beyond the realms of duty to get sacked. Like what yeah, is all right, fair team? enough, fair enough. But like, I I don't think I'm not at the point where I think. Aid's position's like untenable. I, I I can still see the argument that he's sort of building. Um, I can see that argument. I just don't see anything from him tactically. I know. Like, I agree with you on that as well. Or um, from a sort of personality standpoint, that makes me think. I, I yeah. like. I, I might just be group thinking and following here, but I don't think he's the kind. Of, I don't think he connects well with that um, list. From I, I do agree with you, but I, I, when we get to better? this point where a coach gets sacked, it's, it's only the point when you just think like, they're just so bad. They've just lost the players. It's just, it's just over. And I, I don't feel we're quite there with it. No, um, but this is the same reason, uh, McKenna got sacked. Whereas this list should be better. Yeah, it's just stagnant. That was a shock. Nothing happened. Yeah, no, look, I, I don't, from what I've seen, at least in modern mm. footy, I don't see any signs that he's a brilliant coach who really understands the game. I, no. I agree with you on that, and there's still a bit of talent on that list. So there's still a lot of. Talent I reckon on a that genius list. coach could do could do something. Yeah, a good coach next year they push finals. Well, to be fair, they're pushing finals now. But mm. anyway, I don't know anything else to say. No, can I ask you, how much do you love Wells now that he's gone? Um, he's weirdly so important to Collingwood. Ever he's not missed a game, they've won. And they're like five of seven with him in the side. It's not just that. I think it's just the like we have that those issues going forward. That forward connection. He just finds a way to kick it into space. No, he's fantastic. He's one of the smartest players going forward in the league, and he has been. He was at North as well, but it it actually just pains me. It's like, do you still like him? Yeah, yeah. Good. Like, I think you should. If well, you like Lyndon, and like. <laughs> But he's the greatest man ever. Yeah, and well, he's the, the hero. Of well, the, the greatest footballer ever, as Lachlan, <laughs> no, no, as my no, no, brother no. will tell you. Lyndon's <laughs> top of the tree. We know this. Um, no, he, especially the way he went, it wasn't controversial at all. It was completely understandable. He got so much money, and North had clearly, clearly give, given up on winning anything while he was still in yeah. the team. Like, Basically, Collingwood gave him a stupid contract. They shouldn't have given him a good on really him for taking dumb it. contract. And look, I think we should have got better compensation, but... That's a point for another we day. Sh- <laughs> we shouldn't have actually got better compensation on what he should have been offered, if you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, anyway, Sydney defeated GWS by 13. Got it right, and a big game too. Do I have to stick with... Uh... Sydney aren't going to make the eight. No, like, but, we decided we had to stick with our lock-ins. But what we are going to do, we're going to do um, like a FIFA apology, but for this call. Yeah, I did jump the gun you, slightly on that one. You really did, and that could make honest, the four by every like every stretch of the imagination. That shouldn't have been jumping the gun. Like they were awful to start the year. They shouldn't have. I just forgot how close to, the season. Yeah, was. they shouldn't have been able to come back, but they did. So yeah, you're writing a written apology. If you want to, if you want to be able to talk about them as a finals contender, well, they have to make finals first. So it's still possible that the wheels could fall off. It's still possible. Just <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> the thing is with Sydney, they're the most like they're the team. You know what you're going to get out of them more than any other team. I think I like they're not. They don't do. You say that, but they've had a season of two completely different halves. Yeah, that's true. But when they like when they're in this state that they're in now, yeah, just everywhere. I, I just I don't see a, I don't apart from like what Buddy gives them. I don't see them as playing just above and beyond anything yeah. you expect. They just never do it. But they you you, you always know. get the ridiculous game from Parker. We haven't seen it this year, but last yeah, year but we get the ridiculous. as as a unit. Yeah, they they just kind of they just win the contested ball. They set up well defensively, and they just they they just know how to win a game. Yeah, you're never surprised when they play well because. Best of the fundamentals. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you worried, getting worried about GWS at all? Nah. One win in... <laughs> that was the answer I wanted. But and Jeremy Cameron is a late withdrawal. That's pretty significant. Yeah, no, I, I, look, I didn't realise that when I was uh, following the game. So that was... Uh, mm. I went to see a movie instead. Uh, <laughs> Gee, you prioritise movies over footy sometimes. I've definitely watched more football than you have this year. By a country mile. It's not, it's not movies, though. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're an idiot. Uh, like they had, they're not in good form at the moment, but they're still clearly the best. There's, the there's reasons for it. They had a few players back. Obviously, Cameron outs. 
pretty like much swelled. a straight swap. <laughs> yeah, and then I like this. They're still going to get a pretty fair bunch back. They don't. They we're getting to the point now. They're not going to get their entire like close to their entire list back by finals. But I still think they're going to get enough enough of a core group that they could. Yeah, just I think they'll get their best players back though. Other than the guys gone from the season, I don't think there's anyone. Where's Where's Canelio at? One to two away. Okay. Away. Like he's the most important yes. one out. Yes. Because their their midfield does lack a little bit of grunt at the moment. I think hmm. that's the only like it's definitely got class and pace and everything. Well, always has. <laughs> um, but it, Ward really needs a partner in crime, in sort of that in and under stuff. Kelly and Sheila are pretty good at it. But that's only because they're really all-round players. Yeah, they're it's in not, They're not they exceptional yeah. in that facet. Um, so they really need Cornelia back. And when mm. they do get him back, I still they're going to win the flag. Yeah, they are. They're just too good. We're, we're not showing away from it. Um, <laughs> Sydney are now a challenger. But... Sydney, I'm sorry, I was just moving on. Where Adelaide apparently defeated Melbourne by 70 <laughs> points. What was the real score? 45? Uh, yeah, it was 40-something. Yeah. <laughs> it was 40-something. Oh, look, you let us down, but... What do you think of this game? I wasn't too upset about it. I, going in, I thought it was a bit of a nothing to lose sort of game. Like, yeah. like, like, it would have been great if we won. It Playing without a huge. midfield against a exactly. team that is top of the ladder without a midfield. Exactly. And I, I think if your midfield's even with their midfield, you're losing by a lot. <laughs> I, th- I think the uh, the first thing you have to say is credit where it's due. Like, Adelaide were awesome. Yeah. Like awesome. I was actually in many ways I was fairly happy with how we played. I, I for I thought the midfield battle was fairly even for most of the day. Yeah. Um and you know, with with our sort of outs, I was fairly happy with that. Yeah. The commentators had it wrong. They were saying we were beaten in every aspect of the game. We weren't. We were beaten comprehensively on transition. They the difference between them going inside fifty compared to us going inside 50, was just astonishing. That's the difference with every other team in Adelaide, though, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. They, they just... They don't... They don't... They're, are they the only team in the comp that don't rely on winning the midfield battle? Like, that's yeah, not oh, that important absolutely. to them. But you, what I was going to say, you know you talked about Wells being so good and completely unlocking Collingwood's forward line. Every player is that for them. Like, Tom Lynch, mostly. But every single player knows how to move the ball inside 50. It's actually, every other team has spuds that can't do it properly. In fact, most of every other team can't do it properly. Adelaide just knows what to do. It's phenomenal. It, it's it's, fr- it's actually quite frightening when they're when they're playing that sort when of way. I just the, thought there's no way we could stop. When them they matches. move the ball from the half back flank to goal in three kicks, and there's sort of one lateral, one direct, and one shot. It's just like ridiculous. Yeah, as, they just unlock the corridor in incredible ways. As an opposition fan, you just think, what what could we have done it's about that? It's so satisfying to see them like. Not do it once when you're playing them. Mm. Like both our teams have had like really good wins against yeah. them, and then you still win. North with ten goals up, they do it once. I'd be like, okay, this is where it turns. It was in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like I fear their scoring. It's just incredible. So what we get, what we know about Adelaide, you don't beat them by beating them in the middle. You don't. You beat them by stopping their transition. That is the yeah, way that you get. But on top I think of the way you stop their transition is by. Still a little bit by beating the midfield. If we could, we could have then, won ten clearances in a row, and I still think we would have been being beaten. But they, they, they would have. They, they are so confident it's a, it's up a, it's defensively. A, it's about utilising it because every single team that's yeah, it has been about um, uh, nullifying the transition. And I've said this a lot: the key defender, loose defender, is just so important for how you beat them. Yeah. But you've got if they're on the front foot anyway, you still can't beat them. Regardless. Uh, obviously, it's always important, but the way you get on top of okay. Adelaide and the homework you do on them, and and if you go mm. away from a game thinking, we got on top of Adelaide today, the way that you do it is yeah. transition. So, they don't worry that much if they lose the midfield battle. They're kind true. of happy with it. So you'd beaten Sloan and he was out yeah. from the third quarter onwards. Yeah. What do you, Does that change your thinking about them in the midfield? I think they're, they're finding ways now to get around yeah. Sloan not starring. They're, they're slowly getting there. Um, we didn't stop them on transition, which is the other part. Yeah, of the supposed the blueprint that you keep you keep rattling on about. We, you, we didn't you, stop that you at talk all. Talk about this like I'm wrong. You know I'm right. I know you're right. I know you're right. And that, that will come, that's all a part of the, the what I was just saying that you beat them on transition. Yeah. It's, it's all a part of that. Our um, our forward line, I think, is pretty confused at the moment, which is completely understandable. 
by the fact that the we haven't personnel had changes. Yeah, I think Hogan's rusty as all hell. Yeah. Like he actually copped a lot from Melbourne supporters on the weekend. It was the most harshest stuff I've ever heard. He's of course literally he's just come back from cancer. He... <laughs> no one's given Roughhead shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It was incredibly harsh. He's rusty as hell. I, Tom McDonald does really good things, but I still don't think he really knows what he's doing in terms of moving around. I think he's getting by on talent. Because like, yeah, he plucks a mark and he's kicking for goals bloody good for yeah, some reason. Yeah, so he'll, he'll make the most of his opportunities, but he's not creating as many opportunities as you think exactly. he could. And he could, he could learn that. He was a pretty poor defender at first. and he like it, Although he hasn't been defending that brilliantly recently, early in the year, he um he, he understands the defending yeah. craft really well. So he could and learn so you, that. Yeah. Speaking of um, your forward line, I saw quite a fun stat. Out, of, out and about today. Uh, apparently, you've had four more scoring shots than the Bulldogs and scored 229 more points with them. Yeah, fair enough. So fair talking enough. about accuracy and the way you're moving the ball and better quality of shots. So your forward line, well, yeah. to be fair, we rag, we rag on the Bulldogs' forward line, so you may, you might just be mediocre. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, but the, the, um, I think our... Our scoring actually is quite good, our yeah. scoring conversion. Um, but yeah, just the last few weeks, yeah, it, it seems like there's a bit of confusion there. Um, Pedersen doesn't know what he's doing now. Yeah. He's not number one ruck. He'll be out, Watts will be in. That'll make a big difference to us. Yeah, because Watts is actually a smart forward that should... Yeah, it's kind of that free, loose sort of yeah. key forward role, which is a strange sort of it's role to play. It's a shame for Pedersen, because he played really well, and you should yeah, be I able know. to find him a role. It's I know, it's a like, shame. It's but almost like the tall wing should be the role he plays. But it, the thing is, since he hasn't been number one, like, I, I think we have tried to keep yeah. him in the team as long as possible because we, I agree. we thought he deserved but I'm it. I'm talking about role. I, I like, I don't know. It's become in vogue with well, started with Richo, then Rewalt, and even Jared Wade's done it now. Um, mm. I'd be interested to see if more teams try it because yeah. you don't have good wingers. It's the one weakness. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I can't, so I can't see Pedersen playing that. But now, time for my favourite part of the week. So, are you ready to admit that Bernie Vince is a thug? <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew you'd be excited about this. No, I still, are you serious? I still think he's... He is the worst person in the AFL. He's, an, he's, he's worse a, than Stephen Mill. He's a cute <laughs> idiot, is what he is. A cute idiot. And he's idiot. an absolute idiot, and I'm actually re- I'm quite upset with him. Like, that was just... It wasn't great. But the like, elbow to the head for no reason. Yeah, I know. That's so much worse than Z- anything Zeebel's ever done. It, that, that yeah, it's, it's not easily defendable. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> but you're still going to have a well, shot at it. I still think, I just think he's a good bloke. It's because like, he's blonde. He said, no, that can't be because Zeebel's blonde too. I take it back. Just, you could just tell out a club. And when you follow a team as closely as I do, where I watch every interview coming out of the club, you can tell who the arseholes are. I know Cam Pettis is not a good He might not be. <laughs> Bernie a Vince is a good bloke. For Gisbert's. He just does really He, he might be a good bloke, but he's a shit truck thug. Who's a fucking ruthless? He's really rat dumb. Bag. I, I, I've said he's it not a million rede- times. There's before. no redemption for how bad he's he is the, on the field. He's in he the would Steve have been J suspended. <laughs> Stephen Jerry's a he's, terrible. Uh, he's, an, he's an idiot, but he's not oh. a bad bloke. You're just so wrong. Anyway, let's move on. Dogs defeated Carlton by 20 points. This was the other candidate for Gold Jacket, Green Jacket. Yeah, I, I did consider it. In fact, this. looking back on it, I think you should have done this one. No, nah, I did consider it, but like. Dogs lose this. Their season is that's true. hundred percent over, and it's quite significant they got the win. Even though I mean, it's a bad win. Yeah, it's not significant in terms of now. I think they're a good team, but I mean, if they lost this, yeah, okay, okay. From the flip side perspective, counterfactual, I get it. Mm. Uh, what are your thoughts? What am are I? Thinking? You ready to admit that dogs are no good as well? No, I'm not ready to admit that. No, I, I still think it, it's possible. It's possible that it will click at some point. I tipped Port to finish bottom four, and I've been more right about the majority of things than you have with that colossal mess up. <laughs> Sydney runs equally as colossal. So... No, it's not. They were like. Uh, they were 0 6 at one point. It seemed inconceivable. It, it, it I don't sense. blame you for that. You're wrong on the dogs. <laughs> like, you just are. And you're flogging a dead horse. They are not good. I look. I They're know only marginally <laughs> worse than they were for the rest of last year, most of last year. I agree with you on that. I agree with you, but I've seen it happen before, where it's possible that it can click with them. It's Lightning happened before. Doesn't strike it can twice. Again. It can. 
<laughs> and I don't know. I don't think it is lightning. I think that they they do play when they are playing well. They play a bloody good brand of footy that stands up in finals. I don't think they're going to be able to recapture what they recapture, and I don't think it is indicative of how good they are as a team overall. That finals run. When you, we look back, we had the, the exact same concerns at this time last year. We said they can't score going forwards, an issue, all of that stuff. Except they were at least a good midfield. They're not a good midfield this year. They're like twelfth in every category. I still saw those early on in the season. I still saw some freakish stuff that they could do moving the ball. And we haven't seen that for ten weeks. We haven't. Not ten weeks. It's been it's been about four or five weeks where they've actually been playing poorly. Before that, they, they weren't too had, far off it. They've had maybe one good game in for the year. And I think it was a St Kilda game where St Kilda was terribly coached and their game plan was just wrong. There were a few games earlier in the year where they... It was, no, it where was, they would win with a quarter of good football. Yeah, but that quarter was special and they'd find a way to get there and it felt like it was the same dogs. It felt like it was the same dogs we were seeing last year. And Look, I know it's a tough argument for me to make, but I'm still giving them a hope. Alright, we started with that argument about Carlton. Yeah, well, can you recap me on what you were saying about Carlton? I I felt like I wanted to argue. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have a ceiling. Their best three players are really old. Well, not really old, but they're all 27 and up. Cruiser, who's playing bloody well and deserves to be patted on the back. And should be all Australian, I think. He's got a while left in his career. He's got max four years. And they're not winning. Is he 27? Yeah. yeah. Jesus, feels I not want to go that he was the number one pick. No, and Gibbs is 27. Yeah, I believe they're more for some reason. Well, no, they Cruiser's, were around the same time. Yeah, they were three years ago. It'd just be because Cruiser didn't play for yeah. a long period of time. Pretty <laughs> um, much be it. So they're best three players. Doherty's excellent and he's 23. So he's not an issue. Cripps will be a jet, presuming this leg break isn't something horrible. Um, but they don't really have midfielders I look at. Like, Petrovsky seaton will be a Jet. Yep. Will he be a full-time midfielder? Still up for the question. I think he will be, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. They don't have the replacement for those midfielders. And they, those midfielders are legitimately excellent players. They're top line already. So where are they going to go? Here's, here? here's my concern with Carlton. They've become an excellently organised, very good defensive unit. There is good, nice, there is defensively. Yes, but that's because they're getting beaten in the midfield some of the time. Like they're, 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 they're there because they're not that good a side, yeah. but they are a very good defensive team. There's going to come a point in which they're going to have to do what Melbourne did and start mm. to learn to move the ball. I'm worried when that happens, they're not going to have the talent or the ability to do that. There is no and then they'll exactly. start being caught out the other way, and then all of a sudden they'll be back to there being a There is no side. Jesse Hogan. Weedering is a key defender. There is, And Harry McKay is so raw. He was a 10th pick, but they need... He needs development. There is no Christian Petraka who they're playing as a exactly. half-forward play. There's not even a Jack Watts to really be a leader down there. And to Has use the ball, I can just see them just, just turning the ball over, trying to do risky We've had an argument over Silvani. I don't think he's... I think he has a lot of talent. I think he'll be B-grader at best. I think he's a bit better than that. I, I don't think he'll be one of the best players in the comp, but I think he's a very talented player. No, there's just... I don't see... Where they get good. Zach Fisher Kerno. might be something. Charlie, Charlie Kerno's Kerno got a lot about good. him. He needs more of a tank. But, but I don't think he's going to be a key forward you can build around. And yeah. that's still... Like, he's they, got the issue he, of what position he's going to yeah. finish. Yeah. And, but I don't worry about that because we've seen five. We've seen plenty of... Mag- we've seen Crips. These giants can play in the midfield now. They're coordinated enough. I'm not worried about mm. Kerno. I just do not see the top-end talent in the right positions that take up the slack before the inevitable decline of Gibbs, Murphy and Cruiser, which is yeah. coming. There's no backup Ruckman either. There's no reinforcement there. And I know Ruckman are really easy to find, but still, there's just... I'm getting... They might draft it this year, because they're still going to have high draft picks, although I think they might have traded this year's away. I don't remember. But yeah. there's. I'm worried about them. I don't see the ceiling that everyone else is just raving about. And everyone's talking about them as being a success already, and I just don't think that's the case. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, and I think I've, we've largely been in agreement about this for most of the year. Um, I've just I been just, shoutier and angrier about it. Yeah, probably. Tonight, <laughs> the, the Trump card which you have on them is I just think they have a brilliant coach who it will put them on the right path. And I, I like I so much faith in degree, uh, degree, agree. Like, we did our coaches ranking. I had him two or something. Yeah. I just, I just, I think they, because of the fact he's in that position, they're on the right path. But I think that path is a long one. 
And I, I think it'll yeah. be a long time before they're going to be, you know, challenging top final sort of team. Exactly. Anyway, that's it for all the games. We'll move yep. on. Top five underrated footballers. Yeah, we're being nicer this week. Yeah, we are. We're talking about the guys we like. Take us away. Who's your honourable mention? Can I just quickly say to start that I've realised I'm quite a good bloke because I had, like, an enormous list of underrated players. I really struggled to find overrated players. So I'm a better bloke than you are. Um, Honourable mention... Was that ever in question? (laughs) That's true. That's true. Good to say. Angry, ranty one on this podcast. (laughs) Exactly right. Uh, The honourable mention is... I had, like, 30 players in the overrated list last week. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You rattled on for about ten minutes, just saying names. Anyway, this is just a player I just wanted to put in there because I just I think he's always been underrated. Mm. And I think he's quite a good footballer, and like he wasn't quite good enough when yeah. I saw the list I had to put him in. But I just wanted to mention him, uh, Mark Bagley from Essendon. I think he, he's sort of that Neville Jetta sort of player. He just he just gets the job done every week. It he says gets a lot. Every week that very I watch stupid amounts of football, and I don't really know his game that well. He's in that underrated category just for lack of recognition. He's just a good ordinary player. The Jack Dyer. He plays every week, gets the job done every week. Mm. I think he'd be... Uh, if you're an Essence supporter, I think you'd, just, you'd love him. Fair enough. Just to rely uh, My honourable mention, uh, in much the same vein as uh, Chris Judd last week, uh, Brent Harvey. <laughs> Turn it up. Greatest player He's of his so generation. so overrated. Greatest player of his generation. <laughs> You're a fly. He's extremely overrated. How know. is he overrated? No, we're not getting into this. We, just, we, did, we did this last year numerous times. We're not getting into it. My number five, I'm going to go with Jared Harborough from Gold Coast. And Fair I, enough. He's in the category of sort of perennially underrated. Like, he's just, his entire, he's put a very good body of a career together. And I no think he was excellent at the Bulldogs. When he, he first got to the um, Gold Coast, he wasn't quite up to that standard. His last year, like this year, and a bit at the end, of, back into last year, has been outstanding. A lot of us think that watch enough football to have an opinion on Adam Saad, think that he's the best halfback in the competition. Mm-hmm. Harbrow is so close to being just yeah. as good, and he's not mentioned at all. I just, you, I like, you forget that Jared Harbrow has been at Gold Coast from the start, but yeah. how important has he been to that? The development he's been of that one club? of the few... Well, they haven't developed, so maybe not that yeah. important. But he's been one of the few senior players they recruited that's actually been good from the get-go. And like the uh, Jared Brennan, just there were so many flops along the line. Carmichael Hunt, yep. he has been a success, and, and consist- they did not have many Consistently so, and you just forget about it. So. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on. My number five, I'm going the Cuz, Dylan Grimes. Yeah, I was I was going to give you a pat on the back on this one. I actually didn't think of it, and I'm, I'm quite happy with it. But he's a good player. Yeah, he is, but we need, do need to... Talk about the man who gave it to me, Kurt Zadnik. Oh, the pooch man. Yeah, <laughs> good on him. It was this. It was his suggestion, and look, I'm going to claim him because I'm actually related to him, and he's not, so it's my pick. But anyway, yeah, who would have thought that he would have been the better Grimes? <laughs> like, who would have thought? He was like a reasonably high draft pick, wasn't he? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think he was towards the back end. Doesn't matter. You're number four. Number four, I've gone with Laird. See, I disagree with this, and I disagree with you, number three. Because I think Laird is really rated. You think he's rated? Okay, fair enough. I'll, he, he is rated quite I think highly. he's incredibly good. I just think he's rated. I think he's better than people think he is. He, I think what's he, he's averaging 31 or 32 touches this year. Uh, I think it's dropped off the last few weeks. But I actually, I think, is, I think it's still at that mark because I, I was looking through the players. If we had a producer who could check yeah, facts, could maybe, we'd, uh, fact check. maybe we'd know this. Um, but I still think there's a lot of there'd be a lot of average football watchers who, do, who don't really know him. And yeah, just thirty one touches. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, who don't really know him, don't really understand how good he is. I think a footy expert or someone in the media mm. would, if you ask them about him, they'd say he's great. But he doesn't get talked about. But that he's much. in that vein. He's not someone they bring up. You have to prompt them about it. Exactly. I, I agree with that. He's rated, but he's even better than that. Yeah. He's a star. Yeah. And he, like we, we gushed over their transition. He's so important to Oh, it's so important. And my number four, I have gone Harris Andrews. Oh, interesting. He's I, I the best like developing kid, kid yeah. defender in the comp by a fair margin in my mind. And no one talks about him because he plays for he Brisbane. He plays for Brisbane, Look, yeah. if we did this properly, it'd be... Brisbane's best five players, probably. Which says a lot, given how bad Brisbane are. Because no one talks about Brisbane. So they're not rated at all. And, like, from a fair standpoint, yeah, enough. But, like, Hipwood gets coverage and Harris Andrews doesn't. Harris Andrews is a better prospect than Hipwood. 
Hitwood does. I think they're different sort of like Hitwood does oh. the freaky things that stands <laughs> one's out. One's the key defender. One's yeah, no, 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 no. But I mean, in the sense that Hitwood does those freaky things that you think, whoa, he has yeah. a lot of talent. Where Andrews is more consistent, smart, reliable. Yeah, and no, I'd say that's again indicative of position more than anything. Perhaps. <laughs> I, I just didn't like the younger players. I didn't really put in. I, I kind of liked underrated players. As I, I think who's done it for a big. Period. That that's fair. I just think Harris Andrews was pretty good this last year. He's been very good this year. I don't disagree. And just doesn't he's, he's get very, talked about it. He's at very all. good. Uh, my number three, again, you disagree. Yeah, um, people rate Michael Walters. Everyone's saying he should be All-Australian, which is wrong. Like, people get people don't even know what position he plays at the moment. That that, that's matter. how much they don't know that's about Michael Walters. just because people are stupid, hearkening back to the first, <laughs> first season of the pod. People are idiots. It's just like... Mate, this bloke's getting 25 touches five dollars a week. Everybody thinks he should be the All-Australian small forward, which he shouldn't be. Who's everyone? I think there's a lot of football watchers who wouldn't have heard of him. Every second media personality talks about how good Michael Walters is. How often? Not that often. More often than most players. The last two weeks, maybe, because he's just been unavoidable. He's had like 30 possessions, five goals. But I just think... There are a lot of average footy watchers who you would say, what do you think of Michael Walters? And they would say, who's that? And that's been the case his whole career. He was a great small forward. He's an even better player now that he's kind of a hybrid midfielder forward. I just disagree. He's I just so... He's, he's one of the best players in the comp at the moment. I agree. I just don't People think don't he's think underrated. That. People don't think that. He's definitely underrated. I love that guy. I always have. I love him too. Next, I've got Jared Lyons. Yeah, I had him in my long list of yeah. possibles. This guy... This He's their second best midfielder. He is. And I mean, there's a by some metrics he's been better than Gary Ablett, like in contested ball and stuff like that. In one metric, <laughs> look, he's probably laid more tackles too because Gary Ablett only has one shoulder, so two. <laughs> but no, this kid is good. Adelaide giving out for pick forty three was stupid. Yeah, he was playing like and a small forward sort of. He was playing the Rory playing, Atkins role, playing quite well. There's no reason he wasn't asking for that much money, and he deserves as much mm. money as he got. I really like him. He's a good prototypical midfielder, and he's sort of is a B plus midfielder. You can stack out your midfield with him, put in a premiership side. Joel Corey esque, I think. Mm. Like just solid. Yeah, and fair above enough. Above average. Fair enough. He's a very good player. Very good player. Um, my number two. I'm amazed you don't have him in your list. Severos. Yeah, look. It says Oversight. I just forgot him. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. He would definitely be in there. He's. Right up there in the best mids in the comp, and it's, no one ever talks it's about a, it. It's about catching up because it's only been this year, which is one of the reasons I would rationalise me not having him. I think the last couple of weeks something started to build. People have started yeah, being absolutely. Like, Gee, that Cerberus guy is not too bad. But he's averaged thirty the entire year. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. He's a he's so important to St Kilda. They're still two good midfielders short, but he's made them a lot closer to being having a good enough with midfield to win mm-hmm. a premiership. Yep. I think, good choice, Scotty. Thank Next you, Next up, I've got Zorko. This I knew one, you'd have him in there. That's why I didn't put him yeah. in. <laughs> this one is a little bit he's starting to get rated to the point he should be. Um, it's getting close. People are really looking at him and doing... He's been doing what Walters has been doing. The exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And he's a bit more impactful in the contest than Walters as well. He's, he's a very rounded player. In and out. Kicks goals. Just does everything you want to Yeah, want to if he was do. in a good side... Which I don't think he's. Ga- I think his game translates to a good side immediately. Like mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything about putting up good stats on a bad team. If he's in a good side, he's the, he's one of the best players in the comp, just without question. Yeah, I absolutely consider putting him in. I knew you would. I thought the two I thought you would put in. You haven't put in the other. But I thought you put in Zorko and Shuey, so I decided not to put either of them in. Shuey's just been average since I put him in the top five. So <laughs> yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Okay. And you know I've. I don't like Gold Coast enough to keep servicing them. <laughs> West Coast, yeah. Okay. Jesus. I'm going to blame you. I'm yeah, you, I'm, well. I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you. Anyway, uh, uh, now we just start. You know. Yeah, this is what we go for certain teams. It's servicing ourselves, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know what my number one is. You know it's Nifty Jetta. It is. Um, look, he is underrated. And I made a gag last week about it being overrated because everyone decided it was all Australian. It was a gag. Play. It was a gag. He is underrated. He's um, so good, man. He's incredibly good. I do think this won't last. I think he's going to get rated. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's just, a lot of it was you were so bad for so long that what he was doing yeah. well. His, his, his performance has been consistent. I think 
when you become a good side, which you have become, you will start to see media. I think it's. I think it started last. I think a Nick Smith type all Australian is very conceivable in his future, except he'll deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> Nick Smith's a good player as well. And but next up, Cunnington. You can't actually deny it. He's first in the league in clearances and third in contested possessions. Is that sacks this year? Yeah. He's first for clearances? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He had 26 uh, contested possessions nah, on the weekend and we, lost, <laughs> and we lost the contested possession by 30. No one else could touch the football but him in the contest. He's yeah, no, he's so not that good. good. <laughs> anyway, moving he's on. Like, he's a properly... I've got no player. argument, but he's just not that good. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get to Poochie's mailbag. Uh, back with a vengeance. And uh, so we're going to rush through them because uh, we've taken enough of your time, loyal listeners. It was a good top five, though. A lot of, a lot of good meat on the bone there. Uh, maybe save the self-congratulation for after the pod. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but we're yeah. talking about... How all right, all right, get to your questions. <laughs> so Poochie goes, what is the most logical explanation for Isaac Smith missing the shot after the siren? One, he hates Hodgie and didn't want him to win his 300th game. Two, he's not a very good footballer. And three, he doesn't want to play AFLX and ensuring he doesn't get selected. I'd go with he's not a very good footballer in honesty. Except he's really good. You haven't been too hot on Isaac Smith this year. No, but he's a good footballer. He's one of the better wingmen in the league. And he's an excellent shot on goal yeah. at 150. But, you know, he didn't miss it by much. I reckon people are being a bit harsh on him. Uh, uh, who coaches Gold Coast in Collingwood next year? He suggested Ratton. Do you care well, Ratton, or know enough? for both? <laughs> yeah, look, I think he's really talented and can do both. <laughs> um... Uh, no, I, I don't know. You have no clue? I, I, Buckley won't be. <laughs> I know that for a fact. <laughs> it's still possible. <laughs> um, should the AFL executives have to stand down for affairs, it never stopped Wayne Carey from playing. Wayne Carey did take a year out of the game, but that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, should they have to stand down? I'm a little uncomfortable with it, to be honest. I'm uncomfortable I'm le- with I'm getting less- the media coverage it has. Oh, like, Especially. Caroline Wilson's a bit on the nose about it, mm. in my mind. I don't think, unless it was, like, abusive or harassing, I don't... I think they should have to deal with their own problems privately, because that's what I think it is. I don't but think... But do you think they should have been sacked and not given details about it? Do you think they should... Should they have been able I to I think there job? had to be actual cause for them to be sacked. I don't think... In a normal workplace, you wouldn't be sacked for that. No, they resigned. Yeah, they did. So, but they were sacked. They were sacked, yeah. (laughs) I'm fairly uncomfortable with it. I think it's, yeah, a little too morality policing for my liking. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of, they were just worried it would come out, Mm. sort of. Which probably isn't the right thing to do to... No, and you can just say, yes, it happened, but it's a private matter, piss off. Yeah, you can say that they resigned for... Personal matters, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is a bit, it is a bit odd. I wouldn't. I'm talking about how you respond and don't have them resign. I just don't think. You know, I, I don't like it. Anyway, let's get to the tips. We've left some questions Ooh. short, but it means we'll have them for next week because no one's asking questions at the moment except for Kurt and his brother, <laughs> the two Zadniks. So yeah. David Payne, do it. Um, <laughs> so tips: Adelaide, Geelong, no danger, probably no Sloan. Ah, uh, but you're very much on the Geelong beat Adelaide every time. I am, but if there's no danger field, <laughs> doesn't matter. Like, does that matter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm very confident Adelaide will win. They're just a clearly better side, in my opinion. I'll tip Geelong so we're different, but I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm yet and to I think no danger field is more important than no Sloan. Oh, yeah, because well, danger field's not been tagged out of a single game, and Sloan has, and Adelaide is still the best oh, on still, top of the ladder. Essendon North. Yeah. Uh, Essendon. Definitely. Yeah, true, but Essendon have been anointed premiership favourites, and we know what happens to premiership favourites this year. <laughs> been anointed premiership favourites. Melbourne, Port. Port, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, We're definitely a chance, but Port. Western Bulldogs, Gold Coast in Cairns. Yeah, it was interesting. I had to look up where Cazalis Stadium was to put that down there. See, that was some good planning. Um, uh, yeah, the, bull, the Bulldogs. Right. The Bulldogs have a reasonable run here. They could hit some form, Banjo, but the Bulldogs will win this. You're not. It backfired last time. I will tip the dogs, but yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not ruling out win. the Gold Coast. I am. Moving on. <laughs> Don't you be grumpy at the moment. You want to go home. Yeah. Um, Sydney, St Kilda. Sydney. Yeah, definitely. Although, it would be reasonably St Kilda to win this game after the performance that, they put up. That's fair, but uh, Sydney. Frio, Hawthorne. 
Um, this is in Perth. Mm. Uh, Freo. I think Freo might yeah, stand I'm stand in. by my uh, calls and go with Freo. Nice. I don't think Hawthorne are any good at Get all. Get around Freo. Um, and Fife back to his best. He is so important. Um, Richmond GWS. Massive game, this one. Mm. I think we've just been too hot on GWS. I think we yeah, have to I, we can't. We can't say Richmond, but they're a really good chance. <laughs> like, I kind of want to, but... Not nah, GWS. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood West Coast. Uh, <laughs> it's a big game, actually. It's quite tough to pick it I'm actually really struggling. Uh, Does Bucks keep his job if he... For wins? some reason, my, my gut went Collingwood. I'm going to go Collingwood. I'll go West Coast, but... Uh, this is a hard round to pick. Uh, Brisbane, yeah. Carlton, and the Gabba. I'm uh, going Brisbane. I'm going to put it out there. Okay, well, I'll go Carlton then. <laughs> Yeah, I wanted to be the tip. Carlton are a better side. Carlton. I think I'm going to get three this week on the tips I just made. <laughs> <laughs> Every mate, tipping one is so hard at the moment. I don't even see the point in doing it. I, I have no idea who's going to win any of these games. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough. Anyway, thanks for listening. Give us a rating on iTunes. We're on iTunes. Um, give us a like on the podcast Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter at AFL. And Scott at Pleb, Scott AFL. I'm going to make him a pseudo. Doesn't exist. I'm going to make him one. 